In sports, injuries happen. That's why the Hanover Wildcats are happy to have the Hanover Hospital as their local source for quality health care. Hanover Hospital prides themselves on providing state-of-the-art health care for every member of the family. Just a short trip from home with a friendly and local staff who care for their patients. Visit their website at HanoverHospitalKS.org or come see them at 205 South Hanover Street. The Hanover Hospital, proud sponsor of Wildcat Athletics on the TVL Spotlight. And just like that, state championship week has come to a close and thus the end of the 2023 sports season as well. What a terrific weekend for the athletes of the TBL. Plenty of hardware coming home to the Twin Valley League, including not one, but two state team titles. Hello and welcome into the TBL Spotlight. Jeff Wirtz back in studio. As I said, it was a great championship week, the culmination of what was one of the most fruitful spring sports seasons in the league's history is now in our rearview mirror. Loads to talk about today, so let's get started. We'll start with the Onega Baseball Boys, as they were still in contention for a state title when we left you on Friday. It was a state semifinal game taking on St. Mary's Colgan Friday morning. Unfortunately for Onega, Sometimes you just have to tip your cap to the other team as they took on Pitt St. Mary's Colgan and a pitcher by the name of Tyson Bennett who was on his stuff on Friday, striking out 12 Onega batters, only allowing two hits in the game, one to LJ Kelzer and the other to Race Fisher. Onega just was not able to have any answer for the eventual state champions and it would fall 10 nothing in the ball game. Colby Simpkins does strike out six in his appearance. He goes five and two-thirds, allows ten hits, but again, a very good opposition that he faced on this day. And like I said, eventually you just have to say that's a really good team across from us, and that's exactly what Onega faced in the state semis against St. Mary's Colgan. Let's look more now at the third-place game as this was one heck of a contest as well. I apologize because this was kind of lost in the fold once state track started going. Live coverage of the third place game was lost a little bit in the shuffle on the social media side. I meant no slight to the Onega team because this was still a very good game against the Elkhart Wildcats in the third place contest. Onega would strike first in the game. L.J. Kelzer hit a ground ball that was misplayed by the Elkhart shortstop, allowing Jackson Coulterman to score to make it one to nothing. Elkhart would answer back, though, in the bottom of the first with a two-run single off of Hunter Lehman. Lehman would give up six hits in this game while striking out ten, so a very good showing from him. He would go a full six in this game, and when Onega was probably pretty shorthanded, after the battle that they faced in the semifinals, they were a little bit shorthanded on the pitching staff, and Lehman came in and was a very nice piece for Onega. In the top of the second, Jackson Coulterman doubled on a fly ball to center field. That would score Colby Fordham to tie the game once again at two, as it looked like this one was going to be a back-and-forth effort the entire way, maybe high-scoring. But it turned out that the game-winning run would only come in the third inning. That one coming off of a bat from Elkhart. 
to make it three to two. And after that, you have to give credit to both pitchers as both Lehman and Christian Gomez were able to settle in and keep the other teams off of the board. So a very low-scoring game, what looked to be early on going to be high-scoring, ends up being a very pitchers-dominated game. As I said, Lehman with 10 strikeouts in the game allows only six hits, but Elkhart was able to scratch just one more across the plate. They would get the third-place win 3-2 to two over Onega. A terrific season for the Buffaloes. They get the league championship, finishing 20-7 and seven on the year. This is an Onega team, in my opinion, that has a really good chance of coming back to this level next year. Uh, still a lot of talented athletes on that team. You lose a little bit, still a ton of great athletes on that team. I look forward to talking much more about this Onega team next year because I really think that they have a shot. And after, after a Saturday like this, you know the motivation is definitely there for this Onega team. To try to get back and do it again is always a definite motivator once it comes to the offseason and into the start of next year. Congratulations, no matter what. Congratulations to Onega on a terrific year. They get the job done getting to state. And as I said, just can use this as a big-time motivator to get to the same level next year. Let's go now to Wichita. The state track championships would wrap up the week on Friday and Saturday. Going to attack these as we would a regular meet. So we'll start in the speed races. In the 100-meter dash, there was a pair of TBL athletes on the girls' side qualifying for the 100-meter, Sebi Wirtz and Anna Juneman. It was Wirtz taking third place in this one. She goes 12.57. Juneman takes fourth at 12.68. So both young athletes with nice runs on the day in the 100 meter, something we will see plenty of over the next few years, I believe, between both Wirtz and Juneman. Look for these to be longtime contributors to their track teams in the next few years. In the 200 meter, Juneman would continue her day. She goes 26.80 for second place. That was almost a half second behind a runner from Oxford, the Hanover sophomore, again, taking second place elsewhere in the top 10 for the TVL, Washington County's Kirsten Tholstrup finishes fifth at 27.72, and Hattie Gross of the Frankfurt Wildcats goes for eighth place at 27.82. In the 400 meter, it was Anna Juneman finally breaking through. She gets the gold medal, crossing the line at 58-88 in the quarter mile, beating out Washington County's Kirsten Tholtrup, who finishes second at 1 minute .35. Troy's Harper-Wetstein takes fourth place at 1 minute .93, with Centralia's Tatum Kramer right behind her. She goes 101.14. So again, four athletes from the Twin Valley League in the top five of this girl's 400 meter, a terrific effort. Really, the ladies all week long had a great showing for the league, and this race was just a microcosm of that. In the 800 meter, it was Mackenzie Baker taking seventh place. The Washington County sophomore goes 227.94. That was only seven seconds off of the lead in the 800 meter, so a tight race featuring some of the best in the state 
Aker, the sophomore from Washington County, still has a lot left in her future. And again, one of the names that we will definitely see over the next few years. Elsewhere in the top 10 for the TVL, ninth place went to Claire Bikeman. She goes 229.97. Bikeman would finish in the top 10 in the one mile as well. She goes 546.23 with Gracie Grable of the Troy Trojans right behind her in 11th at 548.62. To the hurdle events now, Washington County would pick up their first gold medal of the day. Addie Gagel goes 15.42 to narrowly edge out a runner from South Gray. This was just the first of many great performances by the Lady Tigers on this day. And Gagel goes 15.42 for the gold in the 100 meters. In the 300, it was Gagel once again taking the title. She goes 46-20. That would be a full second and a half ahead of Donovan West's Claire Cole. Really cool little tidbit here in the 300 hurdles. The top three finishers in the 300 were from the TVL at a Gagel. Claire Cole finishing in second at 47-86. And third, the Frankfurt Wildcats' Emma Hardwick going 48-12. So a rare event there, the Twin Valley League getting top three in the 300 hurdles. To the relay events now, in the 4x1, it was the Frankfurt team of Emma Hardwick, Ellie Studer, Ashlyn Dollinghouse, and Hattie Gross taking third place, going 51-54. That was just a second off of the pace set by Ness City. So a tight race in the 4x1, but Frankfurt would take third on the day. Again, 51-54. Right behind them was Clifton Clyde. They go 51-84. Jessica Osterman, Lillian Steinbrock, Sebby Wirtz, and Shea Wirtz with a fourth-place finish for the Lady Eagles. And in seventh, it was the Blue Valley Lady Rams. Eve Corkill, Amelia Moses, Lexi Wexelman, and Landry Zoller. They crossed the line at 52-08. Three Twin Valley League teams in the top eight in the 4 by one Again, Frankfurt in third, Clifton Clyde in fourth, and the Blue Valley Rams finishing in seventh. In the girls' 4x4, four four, it was the Washington County team of Kirsten Tholstrup, Jesse Hoover, Mackenzie Baker, and Addie Gagel going 4-12-10. That was six seconds off of the pace set by Little River in this one. Washington County takes third place. The Frankfurt team of Braley Ebert, Emma Hardwick, Ellie Studer, and Hattie Gross Finished sixth at 416.96 for yet another dominating effort for the Twin Valley League, a pair of relay teams once again making it there. And in the 4x8, it was the Frankfurt team of Studer, Hardwick, Taryn Parthamer, and Hattie Gross going at 1025.13 at for seventh place. Clifton Clyde finishes in ninth at 1028.73. And the Centralia team of Tatum Kramer, Lena Haverkamp, Malia Talley, and Cora Thompson go 10-44-17. That good for 12th. To the jumps now, it was Reagan Becker defending her title. She goes 5-4 in the high jump to take back-to-back titles in the high jump. The Centralia senior finishing out her career with a bang. Again, she gets the high jump title at 5-4. Elsewhere in the top 10, Claire Cole finishes in fourth and Ella Thalman in seventh. Kylie Smith would finish in sixth in the triple jump. She goes 36 feet even. Claire Cole finishes in seventh 
at 35-7. Clifton Clyde's Sevy Words goes 35-2.5. That good for eighth place. And Lily Weiser of the Onega Buffaloes going 34-1.25 to finish inside the top 10 at number 10. And in the pole vault, it was another championship for Washington County. Lily Richard, the junior Lady Tiger, goes 10-6 and gets the championship over an athlete from Quinter. Elsewhere in the top 10, Clifton Clyde's Jordy Fahey and Whitley Sykes take 5th and 6th, respectively. And Lily Weiser of the Onega Buffaloes goes 9 feet. That good for ninth place. Clifton Clyde's Sevy Wirtz would take 2nd place in the long jump. She goes 17, 7 and a quarter. That would finish a half inch behind an athlete from Victoria. The freshman Clifton Clyde Eagle with a very nice effort on this one. And again, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. We're going to see a lot of Sevy Wirtz over the next few years in the Twin Valley League. In third place, it was Centralia's Regan Becker. She goes 17, 6 and 3 quarters. Again, that good for third. Landry Zoller takes ninth at 15, 7 and 3 quarters. And Macy Holly takes 12th at 15, 2 and a half. To the field events now, in the shot put, it was Aaliyah Sen going 37, 7 and a quarter. That good for third place. She would finish behind at two. Very good efforts from an athlete from Wallace County and another from Hodgman County, but still a very good effort for Aaliyah Sin. Actually, the, the winner from Wallace County ran away with this competition. She goes 39-2. That was almost a foot and a half better than anyone else in this competition. So when you're facing things like that, it's going to be tough. Still a very respectable finish for Aaliyah Sin to wrap up her career as a Hanover Wildcat. Elsewhere in the event, Emerson Fordham of the Onega Buffaloes finishes in 12th at 34-1. The Buffalo freshman still starting out her career, making it to state a very nice effort, a very nice season for Emerson Fordham in the shot put event. In the discus event, it was Lynn's Carissa Colley going 103-2, a good for 7th place. Washington County's Jesse Hoover finishes 4th place in the Javelin. She goes 129 one. Troy's Emerson Weber goes 117-10 to finish just inside the top 10. The Troy sophomore with a ninth place finish at state. Let's flip to the boys' side now. Again, starting with the speed races in the 100-meter dash, it was Donovan West sophomore Kelby Winmeyer going 11:31 for third place. That would narrowly, narrowly edge out Lane Loizo, who goes 11:32 for fourth place. Brandon Schmelzley crosses the line in fifth at 11.34. But again, three more athletes from the Twin Valley League representing in the 100-meter. Winmeyer in third, Lane Loizzo in fourth, and Brandon Schmelzley in fifth. Schmelzley would take eighth place in the 200-meter. He goes 23.44. Winmeyer would once again represent in the 400-meter. The Donovan West sophomore goes 51.82 to finish in third place. He finishes less than a tenth of a second outside of a top two finish, but still a very good effort from Kelby Windmeyer on this day, 51-82 for third in the quarter mile. The Axtell boys would get their first gold medal of the day in the 800-meter Grady Bussing. goes 157-81 in the half mile, finishing nearly two seconds ahead 
of an athlete from Thunder Ridge, and his teammate Dalton Heinen takes 11th. That was not only Axtell's first gold medal of the day, it was Bussing's first gold medal of several on the day. He takes a first place in the mile run as well, going 432-16, only a half second ahead of an athlete from Wallace County. But Grady Bussing, the junior Axel Eagle, doubling up his gold medal count, again, 432-16 in the mile run. Gavin Shaughnessy, his Axel teammate, finishes 441-11. That good for sixth place. Axel freshman Landon Schmitz takes fourth place in the 110-meter hurdles. He goes 1564. That was about a half second behind the leader in this race. But Schmitz does take a fourth place finish, the Axel freshman, in 1564. Schmitz would get another top five in the 300. He goes 41-25. This race was won by a dominating effort by an athlete from Ingalls. But Schmitz does take the fourth place finish. So a nice pair of top five finishes for Landon Schmitz really stepping up this year in the track season. To the relay events now in the 4x4, it was Axel's team of Isaac Detweiler, Eli Brockstrom, Ryland Bussing, and Grady Bussing crossing the line at 337.86. That good for fourth place and only five seconds off of the lead from the team from Kiowa County. Axel would break through in the 4x8 though. The team of Detweiler, Evan Bussing, Dalton Heinen, and Grady Bussing Go 8-23-17. That would win the 4x8 by, by 8 seconds over the team from Osborne. So again, the team of Detweiler, Evan Bussing, Grady Bussing, and Dalton Heinen going 8-23-17 in the 4x8 to win the championship for Axel. To the jumps now in the long jump, it was Axel sophomore Brandon Schmelsley going 20 feet, 2 and 3 quarter inches. That good for 5th place on the day. Centralia's Reese Tanking finishes inside the top 10. He goes 19, 5 and a quarter. The Centralia Junior, with another terrific effort at state, he has one more opportunity to do that. I think there are some really solid chances that Tanking could take a run at that top 5 next year. He has just been ever improving this season and sees himself near the top of the pack in a lot of events this year. So with one more year, you look for Reese Tanking to really make some big impact in 2024. Schmelzley would take sixth in the triple jump. He goes 42, five and three quarters. This was an event that had a big disparity at the top as the top two athletes were separated by six inches. So a big disparity at the top from first place to even third was nearly two feet. And if memory serves, the athlete from Madison that won this event was a multi-time winner. So a lot of veterans in this event. But again, it was Axel's Brandon Schmelzley taking sixth for the TVL. Elsewhere in the event, it was Connor Oldie from Lynn. The sophomore goes 38-5 for 15th place. And in the boys' pole vault, it was Frankfurt's Ty Smith finishing in fifth. He goes 12-6. And finishing just inside the top 10 was Clifton Clyde's Peyton Fahey, who jumps 12 feet. That good for eighth place. In the shot put event, it was Centralia's Brock Reinecke going 47-7 and three quarters. That for fourth place. Again, this was an event that the leader ran away with. Five feet came between the athlete in first place and the athlete in second. A Brewster senior goes 54 feet and three quarters of an inch. 
taking the event again by five feet in the boys' shot put. So a big-time effort by Brock Wolf. When you have that kind of competition, Brock Reineke had a very good day still, 47-7 and three-quarters for a top-four finish in the TVL. Elsewhere in the top ten, Sawyer Dieters takes 10th place. He goes 42-10 and a quarter for the Axtell Jr. In the discus throw, it was Sawyer Dieters taking 5th place this time. He goes 138-03. Still a very good throw by Sawyer Dieters, one of his tops of the year. Elsewhere, Logan Shanks finishes in 8th. The Blue Valley Senior goes 135-04. And Brock Reineke finishes in 12th at 129.09. Washington County Senior Peyton LaDuke Takes 6th place in the Javelin. He goes 155.04. So you may be saying to yourself, wow, that was a lot of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd place finishes. What does that mean for the team titles? Well, that means two team titles are coming home to the Twin Valley League. The Washington County girls finished with 55 points. That was 4 points better than the team from South Gray. Really, this was a 1-2 combination on the girls' side. Washington County and South Gray, both the only ones finishing over 40 points on the day. Again, 55 and 51. So running away with this competition were the Washington County Lady Tigers. Elsewhere in the TVL, Hanover finishes in sixth. They get 29 points. Clifton Clyde with 27 finishes in seventh place. Donovan West takes 11th place with 21 points. Centralia in 13th. Frankfurt in 16th, Troy takes 29th, Axtell 43rd, as well as the Lynn Bulldogs, both teams with three points, and Blue Valley finishes it out. They had two points on the back of that relay effort by the ladies. They get two points as well. Meanwhile, for the boys, it was Axtell taking a nine-point win over Kiowa County, Axel earned 64 points with so many terrific efforts. A couple of relay top threes, getting them plenty of points. Axel gets 64 total points, and again, they win by nine over Kiowa County. Elsewhere in the TVL, Donovan West earns 12 points. They get 20th. Centralia earns five. Washington County with three. And Clifton Clyde and Blue Valley each earning one point. Again, congratulations to both the Axel boys and Washington County girls as they had terrific efforts at 1A State this year. A Just a all-around terrific effort by the athletes at 1A track in Wichita. Let's take a break. When we come back, we still have 2A to look at. Plus, you may think we are done here on the TBL Spotlight, but still have several things to take care of over the next few days. We'll take a look at the schedule as we wrap up the 2023 season. We'll do that after these. And now a word from the guys at 785 Sports. What's up, guys? This is Carson from 785 Sports. You guys might have seen us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go hit the follow button. We're almost at 3,000 followers on Instagram, growing rapidly every day. But we just wanted to let you guys know that the much-anticipated podcast is making a return. Interviews from your favorite athletes in the 75 area. So make sure to tune in on that. That'll be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you, guys. Coverage of Lynn Bulldog Sports is brought to you by Oldie Family Farms. Oldie Family Farms is a third-generation Christian dairyman company producing wholesome milk and quality cows. 
Their mission is to create a safe and prosperous environment for their employees and the animals that they care for. They are committed to focusing on sustainability and serving the community while providing wholesome products for their customers. To find out more, visit oldiefamilyfarms.com or call 785-348-5697. Oldie Family Farms, proud sponsors of Lynn Bulldogs on the TVL Spotlight. High school sports season means lots of travel and lots of wear and tear on your vehicle. And if you don't have your car or truck well maintained, you mean an unexpected roadside breakdown on your way to the big game. That's why you need to get your vehicle into Becker Auto Repair and Performance in Centralia. The highly trusted staff at Becker Auto Repair will check your vehicle over to make sure you are ready for those long nights. Does your car, truck, or van need tires? Becker's does that too. You can buy the size you need and have them mounted on site. Becker's has everything to get your vehicle in top shape. Call Becker Auto Repair and Performance at 785-857-3215. That's 785-857-3215. Becker Auto Repair and Performance in Centralia, proud sponsor of Centralia Panther Athletics on the TVL Spotlight. Welcome back to the show. Let's go to 2A now, that featuring, of course, the Valley Heights Mustangs. Several athletes for Mustangs at this event showing up very well. First of all, on the ladies' side, it was the 4x800-meter team of Ann Turber, Maggie Turber, Tessa Miller, and Taya Smith taking 7th place in the 4x8. They go 10-32-01. Porter would take a top 10 spot in the long jump. She goes 15-8 for ninth place. Tessa Miller would take 13th in the javelin, throwing 103-5. On the boys' side, Caden Parker finished in 12th place in the half mile. The 4x800-meter team of Logan Gray, Austin Stryker, Royce Ekstrom, and Caden Parker take 12th with a time of 8.50-64. And in the field events, Jaden DeWalt goes 11-6 for 7th place in the pole vault. And Tyrell Wagner goes 40 feet, 1 inch. That good for 13th place in the shot put. Kaysen Bigham would take 14th in the boys' discus. He goes 115.06. The Valley Heights girls would earn two points as a team to finish in 39th. And with Jaden DeWalt showing in the pole vault, the Mustang boys would earn a point as well. They would finish in 41st on the day. Again, congratulations to all of the athletes at State. Another terrific showing by all of the member schools of the Twin Valley League. And again, two state championships. Very tough to beat in any league, any classification. So congratulations to all of the athletes. Golf, baseball, track, whatever whatever sport you want to bring into it, everybody putting a whole lot of work into this and the, and the work finally paying off. That's going to do it for today's show. Never fear, though. I will be back a couple more times this week, I believe. We'll hand out our final United Bank and Trust TVL Spotlight Athlete of the Week for the year. And on Friday, a special treat for you. You know, I'm going to keep that one under wraps. But Friday's show will be can't miss. I hope you'll enjoy Friday's show as much as I have enjoyed recording it. So I look forward to the rest of the week. Again, congratulations to all of the athletes, not just the spring sports athletes. Congratulations to all the athletes all year long. What a year when you look back. So many state championships, so many just amazing efforts all year long. 
for the Twin Valley League athletes proving that. And, you know, I always say proving that the Twin Valley League is one of the best small school leagues in the state. I really think this past year has proven, take away that small schools thing, one of the best leagues in the state. Just absolutely from beginning to end, whether it was back in the fall with a pair of championships, basketball continuing to just run through. I, I, I reminisce about that league tournament once again and everything that went down at Washington this year. The rise of that Blue Valley boys team that really kind of took the league by storm this year. And of course, the culmination of many careers and that that's the that's the part that is tough for I think a lot of us in the Twin Valley League. It seems like every year we have a handful of athletes, sometimes more than that, that all of a sudden become seniors and as much as we want to see them grow, as much as we want to see them progress throughout their after high school, it's going to be tough to see some of those athletes go, but you definitely see also some of the younger athletes that are going to become the next generation here in the Twin Valley League. And I think this league still has plenty of promise. I still think it has plenty to show. So I uh, look forward to what we have coming up. A lot of underclassmen that are going to be terrific for this league, going to be all league, all state, probably get some big opportunities after high school. Again, I will be back tomorrow with the United Bank and Trust TVL Spotlight Athlete of the Week. And then we'll put a bow on this on this sports season and head into the summer coming up in a couple of days. Until then, have a great Tuesday. I will see you back tomorrow and then, of course, later this week here on the TVL Spotlight. The TVL Senior Spotlight with Wetmore's Caitlin Playcamp. Favorite meat for a sandwich? Ham. When you're not on the court or in the classroom, what can we find you doing? Spending time with friends and working on my homework usually. Now around friends, are you the advice giver or the advice taker? The giver. Do you have a favorite book? Right now I'm reading A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. It's like a series. Favorite part of Twin Valley League Athletics? Definitely the people. Like you meet so many new people and everybody's usually so nice. It's uh, definitely a good experience. What are your plans after high school? I plan to go to Kansas Wesleyan, and I'm committed to the cheer team there. Senior Spotlight with Wetmore's Caitlin Playcamp. TVL Senior Spotlight featuring Troy's Peyton Engman. Favorite type of ice cream? Chocolate. Favorite part? of your school, of your community? We're all a close community and everybody supports one another. What advice can you give athletes and students coming up in the Twin Valley League? Work really hard. Be close together with your team because there's a lot of good competition in the TVL. A multi-sport athlete, Ingman was able to hit the 20-point mark on the basketball court four times in her junior year. But her biggest accomplishment was an 18-strikeout night in a win against Onega striking out every batter that she faced. On August 18th, Ingeman announced she has verbally committed to the University of Central Arkansas to play softball for the Lady Bears. Troy's Peyton Ingman in today's TVL Senior Spotlight.